Welcome to Taking Back Birth, a podcast for women who know the truth about birth and those who want to explore the path of radical birth love. I'm your host, Marin Green. Taking Back Birth celebrates the power you have to make decisions in alignment with your own truth. Decisions not subject to anyone else's authority. Decisions that create experiences that will change your life. Taking Back Birth is a production of the Indie Birth Private Contract Association and IndieBirth.org. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. Good afternoon. Welcome to my podcast. It is Sunday, but I am not going to be live podcasting today. I am going to link, essentially, to the recording of a webinar I did this past week. On my birthday of all days, I plan to teach a How to Raise Magical Children webinar, and it was so fun. So for those of you that do better with just listening, this is for you. I'm that way too. I would much rather listen to something as I'm walking or driving as opposed to watching a video. I find that way harder. And I don't think much will be lost in translation. I did have slides, a presentation for this webinar, but I think I talk through it all pretty well. So it'll kind of be like being there. I really hope you enjoy it. And most importantly, I really, really would love if you would join my Magical Mama Circle. For so many years, I've been putting out podcasts mostly about birth, but also about life and mothering. And the time has just finally come to support and lead women in a group setting such as this circle. So I am really honored. I am humbled. I am truly excited to take my 21 years as a mother, my 15 years as a midwife, leading women individually and in circle, and kind of putting it all together in a way for all of you out there that have been asking me for what seems like a long time. Is there anything for mothers? Is there anything for people in indie birth after they have their baby? And this is my answer. This is my creation. This is my heart presently uh, taking a break from birth work to go to Hawaii for a while. I didn't really have to start a new project. I could have easily just been totally happy on the beach with my family. And I'll still do that. I'll probably be doing that 90% of my time. But I did want to make space in my own life to support others uh, with this circle and to support you if you're listening. And I know too, all too well, that when we teach, when we lead anything, we also gain a lot. We also learn so much. So I am looking forward to sitting with the beautiful, magical, intentional women that show up for this circle. I am just in disbelief in the best way that we could create this together online, virtually with each other and see where it goes. So you can check out the link that's below and also included in the webinar. But the idea is to be of support and create a community that is just women, that is just for mothers, 
although those that will be mothers one day are also welcome. But women who are mothers is the focus, and I just think this is so needed. I don't know that everybody will agree with me. I'm sure this is not for everyone. And to be clear, this is for women that can make the space and time in the ways that are necessary to focus on their own souls. I talk all of the time and have for years around mothering about not allowing the way our culture works to dictate how we mother or how we show up as powerful women in this world. Raising children is a huge part of my life, but it does not define who I am because I've made the time and I found the way with lots of great support and lots of amazing mentors to remind me that I have a destiny. And so this is for you out there. If you feel the same or if that sparks something within you, that you have a destiny, that you as a human, as a woman, as a creator on this planet, you are here for an actual reason. And having babies and raising children can certainly be part of that. But my guess is you, and I know myself as well, we are all here for an even bigger mission, an even higher mission. And already raising children is such a high mission. So I know that we are all destined for greatness. I know we are here to create this new earth, to create the amazing world we want to see so that our children can live in it and then take over and make it even better. But I really, really stand by the fact that the change starts with each of us. It starts with each of us individually as women, uh, being with ourselves, seeing the parts that are hard, having a reflection, having a mirror, having helpful women around that can just reflect back to us or hold space or listen. And within that beautiful safe container, we can do this work. And I hate to even say work because it shouldn't feel like a really treacherous thing. Uh, Doing the work can be challenging. It can bring us to our knees. It can bring us to the darkest parts of ourselves. But doing the work is ultimately what frees us and allows us to follow our soul, to know we have one and to have the confidence and the boundaries and the integrity and the right energy for us in our lives to be able to do that. So this isn't something that is for the mainstream. The circle is for women that feel the same way, that want to feel the same way, that know there's something more and want this adventure with me and the other women for a year and maybe more. Uh, Hopefully, I'll be doing it a lot longer than a year, but I'm imagining that for each woman that comes into the circle, um, a year at least will feel really good and make help her make such amazing strides and realizations in her life. Check out the link. The early bird pricing for my Magical Mama Circle is only good through July 11th, which is not that far away. And after that, it will just go up to what I'm considering a normal price, a normal fee, and you may still join at any time. I will give you a little teaser and another reason to join sooner than later. Uh, For our very first meeting, which I believe is July 12th, 
we will be setting intentions. And that is so powerful. We also have the full moon in Capricorn uh, thereabouts, which is also on our side. We have the sun in Cancer. And so this first session will be, I think, so grounding and so helpful for those that can attend live. Of course, they are all recorded for members. So even if you join and you can't attend live, you can still go through what we did and do your own work and then show up for the second circle of the month where we are in sharing mode. So I hope that entices you to check it out further. I hope you'll share it with your sisters, your friends, um, anybody you know that really has craved this community for so long, because truly, I don't know of a very similar thing out there. So on that note, enjoy the webinar and check out the Magical Mama Circle. And please reach out to me, Marin at MagicalMama.org, if you have any questions at all. I'll see you in the circle. All right. Hello. Good evening for me. Not sure where you all are, but we could have just sat and listened to music, I guess, for a while. That was nice. Uh, it's so nice to see everybody. So nice to see everybody. So if you want to... Um, put the screen on, you know, view all or gallery view, and you can just take a quick look around and see all the faces. I'm going to do that and just uh, see how that feels. Looking at all these beautiful faces all around the world, and some of them I know, and a lot of them I don't know. And people I don't typically see, so that's really fun. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So uh, we're going to get started here. Awesome. Mexico, France, all over the US. I love it. Okay, I'm going to change mine back so I'm not too distracted, but you all are so beautiful. And together, we're going to have a tiny mini circle tonight. And see how that goes. So welcome, welcome to the How to Raise Magical Children webinar. Uh, before we get started, there's not many announcements, but um, the one is if you stay on to the end, I will be giving away some free fun stuff and Sam is gonna help me out with that. So she'll, she'll do the choosing. Um, also, Sam, if you can mute people as they come in, I won't be able to do that once I start the presentation. So that would be super helpful. And just before we get started with the, the formal presentation, um, I'd love to choose a card for all of us tonight. As always, it's a take it or leave it kind of thing. If it resonates, great. If it doesn't, that's perfect as well. And before I do that, just grounding ourselves in the world of online meetings, still so awkward in a lot of ways, I, I agree, but I think we can make them more connective um, if we try. So we already did some of that looking around and seeing who's here, but I'll ask you now if you're able just to take a couple seconds, maybe a minute and just Close your eyes if that works for you, depending on where you're at, what you're doing. No worries if you can't. And just feeling into your own body, 
maybe you're hearing children around like I am. Maybe you're hearing other noises. Just noticing what you're feeling in yourself. Maybe some parts of you feel really excited. Maybe other parts feel kind of tense. Maybe you've had a long day. There's all kinds of things our bodies want to tell us in the couple of moments we take sometimes to check in. So just doing a brief check-in, knowing that you can come back to yourself later, uh, but also to ground us in this now. So where we are now, maybe you can get your feet on the floor or even better the grass if you're outside. And just take a minute to say to yourself, I am here now. I'm here in this body. I can feel my hands. I can feel my feet touch the ground. Um, you can open your eyes and just look around your room or wherever you're at. And again, just notice, just notice that you're here. You're not just a face on a computer screen floating around. You're actually grounded in a reality that you've created wherever you are. So um, from that space, I'll choose a card for us. Oh, cool. Uh, it's number three from this beautiful Earth Warriors Oracle. Um, it's the totem of the Puma, Power Awakening. And that feels really perfect for what I want to share with you today and what the Magical Mama Circle will be about. Um, it's pretty much this in a nutshell. And no, I did not. <laughs> I did not plan this card. Uh, I did just pick it right now, but Power Awakening. That's amazing. Um, I'll see if the book has like any really crucial anything to add. So I'll kind of summarize because there's a lot to read here, but uh, you've got this. Don't let fear or hesitation hold you back. Apply yourself fully to the task. Let go of old ways of viewing yourself as incapable, scattered, or wasteful of energy. You have the ability to focus intently, to generate clear intention, and to achieve your ambitions through methodical steps and an applied will. Well, that's pretty much magic in a nutshell. So how perfect. Have patience. And when it is time to leap, do so without hesitation. And the puma as a spirit animal signifies stealth and silence, observing and being patient before she narrows her focus. She does not waste energy and she chooses her opportunities. So it goes on to talk more about planning and visualizing um, simplicity and clarity, but the essence of a giant cat, you know, that energy is pretty powerful no matter what. So I'll show it again, but uh, number three is also one of my favorite numbers personally. So if that resonates with you, great. Take it as a message and we will begin. All right. Let me find my screen here. Okay, so here you are, you know, you're at How to Raise Magical Children, and I am Marin Green, for those that I do not know. And yes, there is really 10 of them that Jason and I have made together. 
Amelia, Tallulah, Egan, uh, Rune, Belgium, True, Ever, Deva, Cove, and Baby Rumi. There really are 10. Uh, for those that don't know me, I have been a mother for almost 21 years. My oldest will have her birthday in November. And I have been a radical midwife for about 15 years, um, respecting autonomy and working as a sovereign being myself, not caring about licenses and all of that stuff, uh, because I'm here to follow my soul. So much of that work thus far has been in midwifery, but that's women's work. And I really think this is just another um, you know, similar path working with women in this circle way is really just the group version of the work I've already been doing for, you know, the last 15 years individually with women and kind of as mini circles here and there in places I've lived. So I am no stranger to helping women remember their power. And that is something I am actively attempting to teach my children every single day. So I'm going to share some of that with you and you can see what you think. There are a lot of definitions out there of magic. And I did actually Google some today just for fun. Um, as you would guess, a lot of them are really superficial and kind of for the mainstream, right? So we think of spells and potions and that kind of thing. I would say magic is our creative power. I would say that we are born with it. Uh, we might inherit it as well. And it is our birthright. So magic is our ability to create our own realities, possibly transcend realities. And magical people have always been around. And I think many of you are also those people and also come from those that were magical before us. And that can look a million different ways from someone that works with plants to uh, being a midwife, um, to being a shaman or just healing, or, you know, there's a million ways that creative people have known throughout time how to work with intuition and manifestation and their true power. So I'll leave it at that. But I think magic is our true power. And for many of us, just how we are to live uh, our lives here on earth, we're not meant to live it like many people are. Um, I put this quote up and you can read it. I really liked it though. And it actually came from psychology today, which I thought was kind of funny. Also, you'll see there in the second paragraph um, that when we get specific about magic, it's sometimes divided as this says into white and black, high and low. Um, and I'm just always clear that white magic is what I believe I'm here for. So Again, lots of misconceptions, right? Like magic being a way to curse people or stuff like that. Um, that's not interesting to me. I'm sure that exists, but that's not what I am teaching my children. 
So um, onwards. Yeah, I thought this was funny. I don't know that this is true. I just kind of made it up, but I thought it was probably close to being true that most people don't know their own magic. And is everybody magical? Someone asked me the other day what I thought. I'm not sure. I think there certainly are people that will never access that in this lifetime. And maybe we were those people at one point in time, lifetimes ago. But I think more than ever, uh, with the creation of the new earth, um, which is kind of what I call this new reality that we're all consciously manifesting right now, pretty much, it seems like after COVID, um, you know, it really, it really took off, people got more serious about listening to themselves and wanting to do things differently, right? So most people don't really know their own power. And if they did, and if women did in particular, the world would shift massively. So hopefully you're one that does know, or you're curious and you're going to discover alongside uh, myself and other women in this circle, how magical you are and why you came here. So I have 10 uh, points just for today about how to help your children, how to help your grandchildren, ultimately how to help yourself because our children, if we're raising them, aren't really separate from us until they become adults and, you know, they go do their own thing. Uh, they really are a reflection of us. So we can't separate parenting from mothering ourselves in a lot of ways. And I think that's really encouraging that we can learn from our children in that way. So number one is just this simple fact, in my opinion and experience, that the earth is our true mother. And in the circle, um, if you join the circle, we'll have many months together, a year together. These are going to be topics that we go much more deeply into. So it's easy to say this, the earth is our mother, but what does that actually mean? And how can we have practices around that where we feel that deeply and pass that on to our children? We talk about things like the mother wound even, and we're not going to get into that tonight, but there's a lot of work I feel that most of us need to do to truly show up for our, ourselves and our children in this magical way. But I love this quote um, from a Native American chief. This is what they teach their children and have for decades. And most of us, many of us, you know, don't have that connection with our ancestry and our culture, maybe in the same way. So we weren't taught this. I was not. I was not taught that the earth was my mother. Um, I was not taught that ultimate health and well-being come from the earth herself. I was not taught that our immune systems are already perfect. And really, uh, as parents, we can protect that of our children in a number of ways so that they stay healthy. And, you know, we don't have to look to kind of the evil of the matrix um, to get them better, which, again, is where most of the world has turned to at this point. Sickness, however, is not necessarily a bad thing or defeat. Um, often when kids get sick, it's just a normal part of growing up. It can be seen as a cleanse or an upgrade. 
So again, these are concepts we'll go into to strengthen your own parenting, your own mothering. Um, Health and wellness are a huge piece of what I've done and learned about for years as a midwife and as a mom. All right. Manifesting power. Again, a huge topic. I'm posting all my favorite quotes for you tonight, and I'm not really going to read them, but obviously you can. I don't know if you've noticed if you have children and you would consider them the magical type, which is probably everyone here. um, Have you noticed how they can say what they want and have it appear really quickly, almost immediately? There's not as much conditioning between the kids now and the babies coming in, right? There's not like as big of a wall or a block as maybe there has been for other generations, including many of us here. So where we have had to like go back and work things out within ourselves and our ancestry, um, our kids are coming in a lot more clear and ready to just make it happen. So how do we support that in our children? Um, you know, how, how can we teach them when we've been taught maybe things like, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and you can't have that. And, you know, things that all of us, many of us have heard our whole lives. Um, Does it have to be that way? And are we willing to work on ourselves enough that we can be open to the idea that we can make what we want happen in our lives? So just a fun example, uh, my daughter ever, who's nine, and I might have a couple stories about her because she's not more magical than the other kids, but it's more to the surface for her uh, at this point at nine years old. Um, Last year, we were making cookies during the winter time and we didn't have cookie cutters. And we, you know, were somewhat new here in Kentucky. I didn't really know where to go. I looked a couple places anyway. We wound up at this giant uh, thrift store where nothing has any order. It's just like a mess. Like things are in every corner. They don't go together. It's kind of a nightmare unless you're really in for the fun of it. So before we went in, um, we said together what we were wanting to find. And it wasn't just what we wanted to find. It was how we would feel when we found it. So we kind of worked on this together in the car. You know, when we find these cookie cutters, we're going to be so excited because it means we can go home and make these cookies, right? And what kind of shapes might they be? So we really like internalized it as best as we could. And we walked in there and this giant place of just junk everywhere, um, she found a whole jar of cookie cutters kind of in the corner and they were brand new. So I was like, Ev, you know, you got to watch what you wish for because you felt it. You knew what it would feel like to find that. And you did. So um, that's just a, a real fun example. And again, I think kids are amazingly advanced in this area. So really it's more about working on ourselves uh, to be able to support them and not have our limiting beliefs limit them. Play. Play is the divine wisdom of childhood. Children are in a dreamlike state for the first several years of their life. So as mothers coming together as a circle 
and being supported by other women that feel that, that understand that is really valuable. The world as we know it, um, I think many of us know, is way different. Uh, Kids are taught to be independent from the time they're born. And that's a, that's a slightly different topic, just this idea of false independence from our children. Um, but they're taught to be separate when they're not separate from us, at least not until they're, you know, seven or eight years old. So until then, it is all about playing and making things up. And I'll go out on a limb and say, I think kids don't really need toys. Doesn't mean they don't want them. Doesn't mean we haven't had them or won't have them. But I don't think kids need toys to be creative. And I think it can be a detriment. Um, I've seen this more with my younger kids because I'm more open to it, right? My older kids, I probably bought toys for, I don't even remember. But the younger kids in our house at this point don't really have that. Um, you know, Cove, my four-year-old, she played with supplement bottles the other night and she kept asking me, can this one be the mom? And I didn't know what she was talking about at first because it's a supplement bottle. Sure. The supplement bottle can be the mom. Um, She plays with forks. You know, her favorite thing is to go out in the dirt with a spoon. So uh, can we let them play? And again, it's more about us and sometimes our partners or husbands and sometimes even about our our own parents, their grandparents, right? Um, What are they learning today? And, you know, here's an educational toy and people mean well. But those things really take kids away from their own imagination. And that's what makes them magical. You know, we should be looking to our kids for many of the answers of the problems in the world because they're not overprogrammed with facts and figures. Okay, this is a big one. And again, in our circle together, we will have many many months and much opportunity to talk about these things in depth. Most women and most people, but we're here, I think all as women tonight, um, have issues with protecting their own energy and their own boundaries. And transparently, that is something I am always working on myself. So I am very aware of it. So when we have children and they're still young enough to be connected to us, right, energetically, which again, typically uh, the thought is that's age seven and younger, then they're also working off of our own lack of boundaries, if that's an issue, or they're feeling our energy. So there's a whole lot of things to talk about in here. Um, but noticing how sensitive your, your children are to going places, to meeting people. And that doesn't mean you don't do those things or you never take them anywhere. Uh, but some children and, and people, some of us, um, are really sensitive to maybe going out to a huge group of people. And it just feels weird or it can because you're feeling everyone's energy. So um, in our circle, you know, we will definitely spend some time with how to protect that energy and how to teach kids how to protect that energy and um, how to even think about, you know, protecting our home or our land with our energy. Uh, fun story. My son, Rune, who's 14, he is just unique. He's a very amazing, unique person. And I took him out somewhere to lunch maybe a year ago. 
And this old lady sat down next to him, like really close for whatever reason. She was also, I think, waiting for food. It was innocent enough, but right away he felt it. You know, he could like, I could see it on his face. He felt, he felt this and the lady like, wasn't feeling his boundary. So she just kept um, talking to him and asking him questions. And he wasn't taught to be rude to people, but he also wasn't taught that he has to, uh, talk to someone when he doesn't want to talk to someone. Right. So he just kind of put up his boundary and she said something to him like, well, what school do you go to? And he just made something up. He didn't want to say he was homeschooled because he knew that was going to invite 10 more questions. And he wasn't interested. He wasn't interested in sharing with her. It wasn't her business and he wasn't mean, but actually watching that taught me a lot, right? Because I would have been taught And I was to answer the question. Someone talks to you, you know, you tell them. And he just knew, and he's always known since he was little that he kind of is where he is and someone is there and there is no mixing of that. So we all have a lot to learn from these kids, um, which I think is really amazing. Listening to the wisdom of the body. Teaching our children that their bodies are their own, of course, uh, but that their bodies aren't them, if that makes sense, right? So we have little children who aren't really identified with their ego, uh, and they just kind of are floating in this fairy world, like little Rumi here, who's that's who's the photo is of. Um, but once they are a little bit older and starting to feel things, um, it's easy to start to treat the body as if it's this separate thing. And, you know, many adults do this and many of us have to relearn that we are not our bodies, that we are bigger than that. We are our souls. We are our higher selves. And this body we're in is just like a pet. Uh, We have a pet body. Or, you know, you could call it a vehicle. Maybe it's like a car you're riding in for this lifetime. So I think that's something that's really profound to think about and to apply to how we mother. So a great common example, and this isn't meant to make anyone feel bad because I have totally done it myself, (laughs) is something like, well, you have to eat now. Like it's time to eat. It's dinner time. You have to eat. This is when we eat. And believe me, in a house of 10 children, it's really tempting to do that, right? This is the time we eat. We're not going to eat 100 times after this. But uh, the wisdom of the body knows. So I've had to learn that. And it's really humbling to accept that wisdom because your child will look at you and say, you know, I'm really not hungry. I ate an hour ago because I was hungry then. And I'm not hungry now. So am I going to ask the child to like push the sovereignty of their own body? Um, I don't think so. Not since I've learned better and, and, and wanting to respect that in myself, but that's not something that's like common in, uh, you know, parenting circles at least. And then the last with the body being that our true magic in a human body is that we can feel emotion but we are not that emotion. So I've been retraining myself. And, you know, of course my children 
to share if they're open to it, how they're feeling in their bodies, but not identifying with it. So um, I'm scared is not the same as I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling scared. So kind of correcting that in a gentle way as you're mothering. Um, it's okay to feel scared. You know, it's a very subtle difference, right? But it's like, oh, it's, you're not, you're not scared as a, as a being, <laughs> but it's okay to feel scared. And when you feel something, it'll move through. So you won't feel that way forever. And that is magic to embody that. This is one of my favorite ones because I have always felt this way from the time I was a very tiny person. And I'm guessing many of you have too. Um, I did not know there was a name for it, honestly, until recently. But animism or being an animist, um, animists are people that just feel that everything has a sacred essence. And that might sound ridiculous to some because that means that everything has a sacred essence. And it's obvious, I think, when uh, we're talking about animals, for example, animals have a spirit, they have a soul, they can talk to us if we listen. And that's a given in our house, we have a ton of animals, and we're devoted to them. But then also, um, the sky, the wind has a sacred essence, what wisdom and magic do those things have to share? What communication do they have? Down to things like rocks, right? You might think, well, a rock doesn't have any living essence. Uh, it does have an essence. And again, I've always been that way my whole life is like feeling for an object even, um, which again might sound silly, but like a chair, like, oh, be nice to that chair, you know, don't rip it or, you know, don't knock it over. Like a chair is a sacred being just like you. So that is what we teach our children. And I don't feel like I really had to teach it. I think it's just something that I've always felt. And so uh, most of them have come really easy to that. Some have not. Some still need to be told that they need to be gentle and careful with everything. Um, plants are a great example, you know, pulling out plants and that kind of thing. Um, we have to be gentle and we have to ask permission. And then I think what goes along with recognizing the sacred in everything is the signs and symbols that we'll see often and teaching children that kind of thing. So working with what animals appear, what plants appear, uh, all kinds of things. Everything has meaning. And if everything has meaning, the world is, you know, a hundred times, if not more exciting. And children really love that because nothing is boring. And they're already like that, right? That's how little kids are. Everything is exciting. Everything is new. And again, uh, that's something we can really embody. Honoring the rites of passage and initiation. So beginning with conception, uh, we'll talk about conscious conception in our circle, more about what that means and how that happens. And then the obvious next passage uh, of birth and postpartum and mothering, all of those initiations are something that we can teach our children about. 
along with all of the initiations that don't seem as profound. Things like losing teeth. Uh, that has been a big one in our house this year for Deva. And for those of you that haven't been that way yet with children, it's really fascinating because it sounds so trite. Losing teeth, teeth fall out, big deal. Um, some children really take it hard or, you know, it's a big initiation. It's not nothing. It's a huge deal for a lot of kids to have the tooth come out and to kind of like midwife the tooth through, you know, its own removal and not rushing the process. Right. So there's so many similarities between something like losing teeth or potty training. All of these are initiations for children in their lives. And so we don't have to necessarily make a huge deal or have a party for every single one, although you could do whatever you want, um, but more just respecting that the child is going through a huge change, even if it seems just like ho-hum as an adult. So when we realize that, then we have more respect uh, for their process rather than, again, just because we've been through it, or maybe we went through it in a less sacred way, most of us. I don't remember losing teeth uh, as a sacred experience, really. But we can kind of put that back into our families. And then our children will have that respect and they will begin to pass down uh, this, this um, you know, fact that initiations are part of life. Because we've really gotten to a point in our culture where nobody cares about anything. Nothing is sacred anymore. So it's up to us as the women, as the mothers, uh, the soon-to-be mothers, the future mothers. It's up to the matriarch to instill the importance of these initiations into life again. So we will be covering that in all kinds of detail together. Treating children respectfully. I know it's so easy to say, and then the struggle is real when you have children. It is sometimes really hard to do this and to remember that a power dynamic usually isn't helpful. And I'm not going to say there aren't exceptions. Um, there are times where you do have to be the parent and, you know, what you say is what you say and you mean it. But in my mind, if it's not crucial and no one is being hurt, then we deal with things as respectfully as possible and we figure them out, even if it's maddening for you. And it's maddening sometimes. Um, but each of the children that we have, they are all individuals. Uh, we can think about or feel that we might be soul family, right? We might have have had many uh, lifetimes and relationships with our kids, but they are all different. So magic is looking for that brilliance in each of them and helping them pull that out if they don't know, or if they forgot. And things like astrology and human design are helpful tools in that regard as well. So I don't profess to do either of those things. I'm just saying in our circle, we will go into more depth with those things so that you can hopefully better understand your child or your children. So magical tools are so fun. And 
we're definitely going to do some of that in our circle. I'll have a card reading for you every month and we'll go into more depth with different kinds of cards, for example, different kinds of divination tools, um, all the fun stuff that magic can really be because it's also really fun to share that with the kids. And they're usually so into it. Um, I have to keep my littler kids away from my cards, for example, because um, I don't think those are toys. So once they can handle them respectfully, then that's different. And Deva, who's six, just kind of got to that point recently. In fact, um, Nicole, I'm looking at your face and the dog tarot is Deva's favorite. And it's so cute. It's such a great deck. And I never thought, you know, for kids that I'd be even even better, but she loves it because there are dogs on every card and other animals. And it's really sweet to see her, uh, even not being able to read yet, like to try and interpret, right. And to try and see what they mean or just play games with them. As long as she doesn't lose them, I'm okay with it. So, um, the magical tools are so fun. Kids love them. Uh, and ultimately I think we're, we're expressing to them, and reminding ourselves that this wisdom is coming from within. So there's no card that knows anything you don't. It's just tuning into your higher self. And the same with the gemstones. That's an older picture of Rumi with um, a gemstone he used to like to like chew on as he was getting teeth. It was it was safe. Don't worry. Nothing ever happens. But um, yeah, I'm sure he had other magical reasons for wanting to chew on that. So just another way to bring us closer to our magical essence and to remind us of what we already know. And then last, at least for tonight, is um, this idea, this concept, this like lived way of being that there are no limits on what we can do. And there's a lot of ways I could talk about this. But briefly for tonight, just the topic of schooling and formal education, um, ultimately, you know, my, my go-to is always doing what your soul says you should do for your children. So not being intimidated or bullied in either direction, but the system being what it is, um, thinking and feeling about indoctrinating our kids into something like a school system or any kind of system where they're not fully allowed to explore and be. So I love to tell this story. That's my son, Egan. He is 19 almost. And when he was a tiny three-year-old, he did go to a Waldorf kindergarten for not very long because he didn't last, but he did go for a little while. And he was a pretty easy kid. It wasn't like he was, um, you know, he who wasn't able to be there for any reason, but he came home one day and he was very upset and he was really mad that he was forced to paint with only three colors. And that's a Waldorf thing. As far as I know, they only like let the kids play with primary paints um, and, you know, of course you could make other colors, but that wasn't the point. He didn't want to be told how to create. So here he is uh, at almost age 19 and he has an amazing music business of his own. 
He's never been to school. Um, Honestly, he's only taken a handful of music lessons. He's all self-taught and we've always just held, held him and held space for the sky's the limit that, you know, you don't need to follow what they say you have to do to be a happy or successful human. Um, So that's really exciting to see as they get older that their magic is in there. It's more that we have to leave it alone. It's a lot like birth that we know how to do this. We know how to evolve each of us as creative forces in the world. I believe we were put here to be creative. And of course that means a million different things for, for you or for me, Uh, but for these kids, we don't know what it means yet because they haven't come to it. And again, it's easy to program them in whatever way, uh, whether it's school or or even an activity like, oh, this kid's going to do this activity. Um, I've never forced my kids to do anything like structured because I figure they'll come to it when they come to it. And they have by age 12 or 13, they have something they like, they have found it and we're happy to, you know, help make it happen. So I think that is the best place to end with the formal presentation um, because that is magic. It is absolute magic to support yourself and another human in dreaming and living their full creative force. And that is why we are here. So the magical mama circle is what I am beginning in July. And you'll be able to check out all the details on the web page that I'll show you in a minute. But it is all about remembering your magic. So we will sit in circle a couple times a month and do this. And we will transform ourselves and thereby affect how we are raising our kids. And if you don't have kids yet, even better, you will have done a lot of this work before you get to that point, which I wish... I wish someone had offered me 25 years ago. So this circle is for women that resonate with what I've talked about tonight. Uh, Women who are wanting some support and guidance and community around doing this real work. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, say anything horrible about the average mother's group, but I've been part of them too. Um, 20 years ago, I can remember joining my first mother's group locally. And it was horrifying in a sense, just the lack of any real connection. And I'm sure many of you know, right? It's like, you just sit around and talk about what the baby's doing. There's no attention to you as a mother, as a human, And I think that's what's really lacking in the world. There's no shortage of information out there about mothering. So if you want to know milestones or if you want to know what to feed your kid or when to start potty training, like there's only a million other places you could go for that. But this is for women that want to turn inwards and just happen to be mothers, really. So if you're a grandmother, awesome. If you're a woman that one day will be a mother, um, awesome. I think it's really inclusive in that way. So here's what I'm offering in this magical mama circle. It's a virtual space um, on an app called circle actually. And then I have it broken down into what is actually being offered. So two circles every month. 
And the first circle will be a teaching circle that I will present to you much like this. And it will be on a specific topic. So who knows? Um, There's a million I could choose from, from fertility and conscious conception to, uh, you know, abundance to human design to miscarriage and loss. Like there will be a topic that we're focused on and hopefully seeing it in maybe slightly a new way. So it won't be like statistics and that kind of thing. That's not how I work, but I will share my experience. And then in the second circle that month, so there'll be two weeks apart. So you'll have time to like, just sit with it. And that might mean doing something if you want, that might mean journaling, that might mean doing some specific exercises, or that might mean nothing. That might mean just sitting with it and reflecting and, you know, giving yourself a little space to process whatever we talked about. And then for the second circle, you'll come back and it won't be just me talking because that's not a circle. It will be a sharing circle. So there will be time for questions and there will be time for the women that are present to share or, you know, whatever that means. Sometimes people just share, sometimes people kind of want feedback, whatever it is. So that's how the circles will work. And those will be recorded. Uh, There will be like a monthly card reading or some kind of divination reading that I will record for you. We will have a couple virtual rituals and ceremonies at very specific times uh, during the wheel of the year. So we just missed summer solstice, at least here in the Western hemisphere, but there are others as we go around. We will have guest wisdom calls. So there are tons of women out there who have something to share. And maybe that's even some of you. And we will kind of like sprinkle in those calls so you can learn even more from whoever it is about whatever it is. So herbalists, uh, postpartum experts, pelvic care experts, we'll see. I'm sure there will not be a shortage of those people that want to share with you all. I have a fun little PDF ebook of weekly prompts for uh, self-guided practice. None of this is mandatory. This is not like I'm going to check up on you. It's not homework. That's just for fun. If it resonates with you and, you know, you might pick something out of that book one week and not the next, but if you want to, it will give you some guidance with where to aim your focus if you need that. And then of course there are like-minded women that will be with you in this group on this app. Um, Like any other app, you know, there's plenty of places to uh, post introduce yourself, ask questions, talk about the calls that we were just on, all of that good stuff. Also included is my Witchery 101 course that I taught a couple of years ago and was really successful and fun. And I'm happy to include that rather than teach it again to a different group. It made, made the most sense to just add it in here. Again, this isn't mandatory. It's there for you at whatever pace you'd like to go at, if you want to do it. And we will be practicing and learning many of the techniques and skills from that course together anyways. So if you don't happen to go through it, that's fine. If you want to, or you want to pick stuff out, that's also fine. So this is the website. I will make sure you all get this in an email, of course, uh, probably tomorrow, as well as the recording, but magicalmama.org forward slash circle. And that's where you can read the whole page. You can get answers to your questions if you have them. 
and you can figure out if this is the calling for you to join this right now. Um, I do have, you know, kind of this charter membership since this is the very first time I'm doing this uh, special through the 11th, which is one of my favorite numbers. So through July 11th, um, you'll see there's certain pricing for that. And then it'll just go to what, you know, is considered normal and we'll go from there. So I will keep that up for a few minutes and let me take a look at the chat now. I do want to have Sam pick three people. I'm going to give away two Magical Mama mugs and I'm going to, as the third giveaway, um, a deck of my favorite cards, which is the Earth Warrior Oracle. So Sam, if you're around. Oh, good. She's already on it. That's how on it Sam is. Awesome. Let me see if there's anything. Well, thank you. I see a lot of happy birthdays. So that's a nice thing. Oh, awesome. It's nice to see some familiar faces. Yeah, so you all will get the recording. You have the link. Um, feel free to share both or either with other like-minded women now that you have more information and you know what it's about. And we'll see. Uh, we'll start the first circle. It's the second Sunday in July. So I think it's the ninth that we'll do our first circle together. And I can't wait to see who this resonates with and who we're going to build sisterhood with over this next year. And I am at perfect timing, which is so satisfying to me. Okay, for winners, and I would love if these three winners would email me and I will mail you your stuff. Um, Valerie Jacobson, which is so fun. Hannah Riotto. And Libby without a last name. Yay. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for coming. And you can always email me if you have any questions, but check out the page and uh, let me know from there if there's anything I can do. If not, I hope to see so many of you. Oh, I see so many sweet faces. Um, I hope to see so many of you in July. And, you know, if July isn't a good time, you can join anytime. So we will happily welcome you in when the time is right, but we will be doing it in July. So have a beautiful night, everybody. And thank you so much.